Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name is Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We Hello. hope you've had a wonderful week. Welcome to your Sunday. <laughs> oh, it could be any day, I suppose, couldn't it? <laughs> I, I automatically assume people listen on a Sunday, but they don't, do they? No. Like we said before, no. Yes. I think they listen on a Monday. When do you listen? Let us know. Our figures would suggest that the majority is on, on the actual dates released. Oh, really? Yeah, but I guess that depends on the time known. Time known? Time zone, doesn't time it, really? Known. The time gnome. <laughs> the time gnome. Gnome. <laughs> the time gnome is everything that, you know, when you get like a weird occurrence in your day. Yeah. And it like, you feel there's something going on weird or strange. Yeah. Strange coincidence. It's the time gnome. The time gnome. What yeah. does the time gnome look like? Um, the time gnome, he's got a massive clock. Yeah, obviously. No, but it's not. It's just like a T-shirt with a clock on. Oh, I thought it'd be like a cool hat. Uh, what's his clock? I think he uh, has... Oh, his, clock, his hat. He has to have some sort of radar. I know what he's got. He knows the time at all times. You know, um, you know, you can get those metronomes that tick out seconds and they sort yeah. of wobble from side to side. Yeah. He's got one of those. That's his hat, but it's it like ticks from left to right. It's cute. Yeah. And, can um, he like be one of those... People who sell watches, so he just has a load like, like a waistcoat. He, he opens yeah, he them just up. opens it up. He's Lo- loads of watches. Loads of pocket watches. Yeah, is and that those, cooler than normal watches? Yeah, I reckon so. Okay. Actually, no, I reckon he's got a consignment of. Do you remember those like digital calculator watches you used to be able to get? Mm. <laughs> really ugly, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. rectangular shape, and you had little mini buttons on, so small that no human could ever press them. Yeah. He's got loads of those that he got from, like, the 90s and he can't shift I was, them. I was about to say, you know, those are back, you know. They're back? Well, they were back. I remember seeing them in a shop called Urban Outfitters. Oh, they've become all retro now. Which was, like, a trendy sort of... They'd sold vintage clothes. Clothes? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the shelves are closed. It's one of those days today where we cannot speak English properly. Yeah. Never mind. So um, Urban Outfitters bought them back in, did they? Well, I remember seeing them in there for, like, an extortionate price. And uh, they weren't vintage ones. They were, like, new. They'd made them. Oh, they were just modern. Yeah. <sighs> I never really liked Urban Outfits, to be fair. No, nor me. The stuff was always... Um, it was like... I don't know what market it was really ever trying to hit. Some of the stuff was cute. But it was, like, it was always really expensive. But it was the same... Like, you'd get the same jumper in, like, a charity shop or something. Yeah, except they, they would sell it for, like, triple the price. A charity shop is um, a thrift store, if you're not from the UK. I wonder how many charity shops are still still going these days. Oh, I love a good charity shop. I was never keen. A good one. A good one. What's Emphasis a good one? Emphasis on the good. <laughs> What's a good one? There was always, like, cancer research and Oxfam and... Yeah, um, you it, get local ones. Do you want to explain a charity shop? A charity shop is like it's essentially a thrift store, a second-hand store, second-hand store. Yeah, they're um, usually very small, and the all the proceeds and the earnings are, they go to uh, charity, charity. centre. Mm. Yeah. But you'd get ones which were quite particular about the things that they had in there, and yeah. then you'd get ones which just took anything from you and put it on the shelf. Stuck a price tag on it, 50p. I remember you would see some stuff that was questionable Mm. every now and again. If I ever needed anything for, like, costumes or Mm. anything like that, a costume jewellery, or I remember once I got these, like, um, I needed some, like, Victorian-style boots for, like, a play that I was in. Right. And I got those in a charity shop. I needed, like, a black 
slip dress one time. We got that in a charity shop. You can get some steels in there. Mm. Some antique. In fact, many an antique has been found inside a charity shop, I'm sure. In that wardrobe, you know that fluffy, cropped black jacket I have? Yes. That was from a charity shop. There you go. Mm. You sometimes you just you just look and you just can't find stuff and you go in a charity shop and it's in there. It is. But it's not it's kind of random and you do get some nasty ones and they do they can smell. Oh they say nasty, they're not nasty, but you do get some that are I don't think that's that's outrageous to say. I've seen some pretty nasty stuff in charity <laughs> shops. Depends what you mean by nasty. <laughs> just unpleasant, you know, there's some there's peculiar stains or there's you know That's the other thing, like living in Japan, mm. they Anything that goes back on the shelf is cleaned thoroughly and inspected yeah, they, thoroughly. They like blast it, those things with... They look like new. Hmm. And they won't accept things if they're not in good condition. Yeah. It's like, not like a... I would always remember going into a charity shop and there was just this must or musk or whatever the word is that you would smell from like yeah. old stuff, you know, old because like books and, and jackets. They carry scents, don't they? Even if mm. they're washed, they sort of... Hold on to these smells. I don't, I, I don't know if they washed the stuff in charity shops. I I'm think. not sure. I'm, I mean, I think probably most likely if it was dirty, but I don't think they would if it was it looked clean. Because, <sighs> like, you know, if you had, like, people passed away, they would usually take their clothes, you take the clothes to the charity shop. But I think now they had so much stuff mm. that we opened up these, like, clothes banks, and even they won't accept clothes anymore. No. Because they just have so much just stuff. inundated with things. Yeah. So I think we need we need some thrift stores in the UK. We need a big warehouse like that that will... We'll, um, we could do with them, can we? Because good. I know, um, you know, so many people have so many clothes. You've yeah. got, you know for a fact, if you listen to this, you've got a wardrobe or a cupboard in your house, which is just full of stuff that you don't even want to open because mm-hmm. you know it's going to be hell yeah. to look through but that's a lot of stuff that people would just cast out you know and there's good things mm. in there I mean since living here though and knowing that our time here will come to an end at some point I've mm. definitely been more um, cautious with the clothes that I have without doubt I mean recently I bought quite a few clothes like um, because I found a shop that the clothes fit me which was great mm. but yeah um I think the it's taught us a not buy as much minimalist life. Yeah, and I love that because the season changes here and it's so drastic. Your wardrobe has to change. Yeah, or you like, just freeze to death. Yeah, it has to. You, can't, you like I can't keep my jackets out for summer, no. for example, and I can't um, like my long johns and things. <laughs> long johns <laughs> can't keep those out for summer. So these things have to go away and then you just have to get them out of winter. So you do have yeah. like a recycle wardrobe that you change out every And every it also, season. it forces you to actually look at the stuff when you buy the, you know, putting it away or getting it mm. out and go, is this good anymore? Yeah. Or, See, know, I, I, I is it just going to sit here and do nothing? We just don't really have that in the UK. Like our clothes are good all year round. I mean, you can pretty much wear most you can have winter clothes, you know, things mm. that you would class as winter stuff and you could probably wear them in the summer most and of the time. you could definitely get, like, a summer dress and pair it with some, like, thick tights and some boots and mm. a nice jacket and that's a winter outfit. So yeah. 
yeah, it's difficult. It's way more difficult to get rid of things. Even shoes as well. You think of shoes. Mm. Here we have to have like boots and mm. grippy stuff and then we literally go down to sandals and really light shoe but that doesn't happen as much you know we don't, we don't have meters of snow that we have to trawl through or no. um if if i'm digging snow out of the house around here when it comes to winter mm -hmm. i'm going out in my snowboarding gear because it's waterproof and it's thick and it keeps me warm and <laughs> i remember once i wore like my doc martens mm. i wore them in the summer yeah and my one of my friends here she was like who's lived here like most of her life she was like what are you doing wearing those in summer and yeah. it's like well that's not strange to me because i could i'd wear boots all, all year round in the uk true so it wasn't weird to me but then now i think about it and it is quite weird because it's very <laughs> warm so i'm like why am i wearing boots yeah but yeah it's definitely more of a uh, a thought process it goes on then anyway clothes you were wearing my t-shirt for two days I didn't... I realised that it felt a bit small and a bit tight. It looked really nice on you, so maybe you should start wearing tighter well, T-shirts. It was baggy on you, wasn't it? Yes. So then on me, it was, it was tighter, but I just didn't notice that it wasn't mine. This T-shirt is like is like bright pink with flowers all over it and like little frills on the shoulders. <laughs> and Jack was wearing it for like two days, and I was, I'm pretty sure, Jack, that that is not your T-shirt. That's really strange. Is a lie. <laughs> it's plain white. It's plain white. And we've both got exactly the same one. Yeah. Except yours is obviously smaller. Mine was in um, small and yours was a medium. But I, I was really confused. Like, we haven't dried this thing. Why is it shrunk all of a sudden? Mm. And then it turns, I go into my drawer this morning and I'm like, oh, there's that shirt again. <laughs> Unworn. <laughs> and that's mine. Never mind. I've, like I said, I've worn it in fear. But it did. It looked nice on you, mm. the tighter. Well, ironically, now this one looks too baggy, doesn't it? I don't think it looks too baggy because that's, like, what you usually wear. Mm. But I think that maybe you think that you can't get away with a tight T-shirt, but you can because you looked good in it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I think as I've started to put more weight on, I feel more confident in being able to wear tighter stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I would always feel like a <laughs> it's like a stick insect, <laughs> you know, years <laughs> Exposed. ago. Exposed. Yeah. You are exposed. Yeah. Just to, oh, how's your, oh, you haven't opened your green tea. I haven't yet. opened my green tea, no. I'm just about to take a, a taste of this Kyoto Blend Roasted Harmony. Mine is the um, Guinness World Record holder. Whoa. Number one green tea. Number one Japanese green tea. I very much like this one. What's the record? Do you reckon it's the, it's the most amount of tea drunk, bottles of tea drunk in a single day or something of that brand? No, it's the... What do you mean? It's the best flavour one. Best, is that class as a Guinness World Record bestseller? Yeah. I thought you had to do something like very particular. Oh, I don't know. Like you had to drink a certain amount of that drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, because then that would be the person that held the record, not the... It must be bottle sold, must it, I suppose. I guess that's what this they class very, it. It's a very flimsy bottle, isn't it? It is indeed. It's, uh, it's... It, it's really strange how... Just the look of this bottle, this Kyoto blend... Makes um, it taste nicer. Yeah, but it just looks like Kyoto. It does look like Kyoto, you're right. Why is that? So, so, so this label has got like a, a very light beige, sandy-coloured label. With brown text. And it's um, it's like roasted tea, mm. effectively. And the text is like standard kind of 
text, but it's brown. There's just something about it and that looks it very like Kyoto-ish. Golden bronze logo. What do you remember from going to Kyoto that looks like this bowl? Why is it, why is it um, so memorable? I think just it's quite a trendy place, isn't it? It's a good mix of like trendy and uh, old things. Modern meets new. Modern meets new, yeah. Modern meets new. Modern meets... <laughs> I love that I agreed with that <laughs> statement. Yes. Yes, Jack, that's exactly what I meant. Modern no. meets traditional. Traditional meets yeah. modern. Yeah. And the people are very, like, trendy too. Mm. Like, they look like writers and artists and poets. Isn't it funny how a place contains a kind of person? Yeah. Like it's, Kyoto it's is very much one of those places where you have a kind of person. Yeah, like you could paint every building on every corner because it's just very cute and beautiful and yeah, like picturesque. very, very cultured kind of. It reminded me of end. some of the kind of more residentially areas in London, you know, like by Hyde Park. Hyde Park is it Hyde Park? Hyde Park, not Hyde Park, Hampstead Heath. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, kind of, I know what you mean. It kind of reminded me of that, like a more artsy side. And yeah. It was quite quiet in some places. and Very wealthy still. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my bottle of green tea is bright green. I See, that reminds me of our area that we live in now. Or like Tokyo. You think so? I don't think that looks very Tokyo well, at Tokyo all. is very like brightly coloured and there's flashing lights everywhere. And mm. Kyoto is not like that at all. No, I re- I, I like very... Kyoto. It's it's a and it's a really cool. The station is quite amazing. It's a really cool it? place. Huge. And even though we've we've been there, you know, we've been there before and experienced, I guess, quite a lot of it. I feel like there's so much more still to see. This is this is a perfect way to sum up Kyoto. It was David Bowie's favourite place in Japan. Yep, exactly. So there you go. That's right. Yeah. I think I've seen pictures of of him around yeah. that area like in so I guess it was like the, more of the height of his fame yeah yeah um, yeah he was quite a Japan what do you call him Japanophile what that's that's the you say something a file when it's like it's a lot of so oh people, I thought so you people, just meant in general like yeah I mean he liked Japanese culture is my point is that a thing though Japanophile I don't know you get Anglophiles people who really love um, have you just made up a word I don't know let's have a look does Japanophile exist? It sounds a little scary. It does. <laughs> for obvious reasons, but I'm pretty sure. So I just want to check, like, if you say Ang... One who especially admires and likes Japan or Japanese ways. There you go. But it's Japanophilia. Japanophilia? See, that sounds, yeah. that sounds even worse for some reason. It does. So I've heard it from Anglophile, which is a person who is fond of or greatly admires England or Britain. So you can obviously have... Is it Japanophile or Japanophile? Let's have a look. Japan... Japanophilia is Japanophilia. Japanophile. Well, let's guess that David Bowie... Is it David Bowie or David Bowie? I never knew that. I I never really know. So it was like, like J.K. Rowling or Rowling. I never knew which one it was. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, a weeaboo. People call them weeaboos, don't they? Well, like a weeb. Is that what that is? Yeah. 
Is that strict? Is that relating to someone who likes anime and manga or that kind of I stuff? Think like so, a, like yeah. a, a Japanese culture loving person. Weeaboo meaning. Weeaboo is mostly a derog- derogatory slang term for Western person who is obsessed with Japanese culture, especially anime, often regarding it as superior to all other cultures. Well, I've heard weeb before, but I didn't realise that was re- uh, linked to the same word. Yeah, I guess. What is a weeb versus a weeaboo? A weeb or a weeaboo is a person who has a, a, an unhealthy obsession with Japanese culture. <laughs> These individual, individuals tend to ignore their own identity, cultural, racial, or otherwise. Hmm. Weeb more often than not is typical stereotype Japanese culture by how their favourite anime is which is offensive to native Japanese people. Okay. Would you class yourself as a weeb, Jack? No, not at all. No? No. I, I love Japan, but I'm not into anime at all. No. I've probably seen... Um, We've I've seen, seen a, a few. Co- a few Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah. But I'm not... I'm not really... Like, I, I, love, I love Japanese culture, don't get me wrong. Mm. I love living here. Um, but I wasn't like obsessed with Japan before I came here. Like I don't, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. No, of course like, not. I don't. I don't think if you really like something, you really like something. Cool. I think you know. If anything, we became obsessed with it's more of the, it's the, um, the country itself. Yeah, and the and people, the people mm-hmm. and their kind of way of being, and yeah. living. That was the thing that we, if anything, we became obsessed by. It was. I, I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm obsessed with it. No, it's yeah, not I so. live here because I like it here, but I'm mm. not like obsessing over it every day. And you know, obviously, we talk about Japan a lot because we live here. Yeah. Um, and we always will because when we move, it'll be a huge part of our life. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say I was obsessed with it. No, I would. I wouldn't say I was either. But when I think about being a kid. And almost all of the stuff that I used to love, mm-hmm. like Pokemon yeah. and Yu-Gi-Oh and Nintendo, like those things were huge chunks of not only mine, but like our generation and, you know, generations after that to, to come. So yeah. I think it's, it's more um, a part of our lives than I, I could even, I would even ever think I would care to admit, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not a weeb, yeah, but but I I do I love that kind of stuff still. Maybe use the term like obsessed too loosely, or too often, like too frequently, even or too much. Because I love tea, right? For example, I drink tea from the moment I wake up, and then I probably have three or four cups a day. And I just I, I just like tea. <laughs> <laughs> a teab. I like tea, but I'm not obsessed with tea. I don't have like multiple brands of tea, and like I have like different tea leaf sort of ways of brewing it, and like I'm not like yeah, I'm not obsessed with it. It's like not a tea that, connoisseur, kind of yeah. sipping the tea, like yeah. So maybe I think. Like, you can say, oh, that's my new obsession as, a, like, a fun way. Oh, it's something I've recently enjoyed, but I just don't... People say obsessed. I feel, uh, in my head, it's something that takes over your life. Right. Yeah, I suppose. That's like what you, you mean. Think of, like, all the day, you think about it. 
Yeah. I mean, you could say I'm obsessed with art, but even that, like, yeah, I buy a lot of art supplies and I, I get very excited, very excited about stationery. <laughs> I can uh, attest to that. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe I am obsessed. Would you say I'm obsessed with? I think I think obsession then becomes like unhealthy. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think I think I think of it's un- almost unhealthy. Like dangerous almost. Yeah. Like if I tried to take a pen off you, would you try and hurt me with the pen? <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends on so. what pen you were trying to take. Oh, okay, were, so there is a level of obsession. If you there. were permanently trying to take it off me. Yeah. I mean, the other day you were like, I was I was trying to give Jack like one of two pens. Yeah. And the the interior of the pen, the ink and the, everything was the same, but the exterior of the pen was different. It was a different colour. Mm. But I had one of the one pen that he wanted and I had two of the other colour. So I was like, but he didn't really like the other colour as much as the one that I had. So I was like, hmm. And you could tell in my face. I was like, you were like, you don't want two of the same pen though. And I was like, no. <laughs> but I was like, I know that he doesn't like that one, but I, I was, you know, so look, look really, how many pens I've got. Yeah, there's quite a few pens. I would still wouldn't say that you're obsessed with it. I think, like you said, I think of obsessed as um, bordering on violent or dangerous, if provoked with regards to whatever I mean, you're obsessed by. When I look at the definition, it's just kind of like it intrudes your mind a lot. Yeah. That thing is very intrusive in your mind a lot. I suppose. So I guess I think unhealthy, Maybe we, unhealthy obsession is yeah different. exactly. I, I guess we have a lot of obsessions if you go and buy that definition. Don't oh you really? yeah, then then sign me up. Then in that case, I'm obsessed by books and um, Warhammer. Are we are we all obsessed by music? Do you think? Um, you imagine a world without music? You would you just lose your mind? I don't know. You can't live without it, you know. I guess. The thing is, we can always make music. You know, so if we just... Let's say music became illegal for whatever reason. We couldn't listen to it anymore. You couldn't stream it anymore. No CDs at the Burnham Mall. We could still be like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can still make music, you know. True. That will never go away. That will never go That's away. That's a wacky thought right there. I'll tell you something everyone is obsessed with and you cannot get away from. What? The internet. Absolutely, it's absolutely completely. And that's why I'm never downloading TikTok, people. Yeah, it's funny (laughs) you say that, but I was going to bring that up actually. Oh really? Yeah, because I wanted to discuss with you. Is it serious? It's not. It can be as serious or not as serious as we want to. Why? Like we've had discussions about TikTok before, Mm -hmm. and some more of these, you know, new age of applications and stuff. Yeah. Why? Are we so repelled by them, do you think? Because they're not... I think... Like, let's say, on one hand, you're, you're bringing a lot of joy, in a certain sense. On you know, People enjoy seeing these videos that mm-hmm. are created by people. And they can make money from it. They can make money from it, so it's potentially quite lucrative, even mm-hmm. for younger people, mm-hmm. you know. So they Sometimes they get to a point where they're so popular with it, they don't even have to get a job. That is their job. Yeah. But the other hand, we still are something which pushes us away from it. Why is that? Personally, for me, um, I think, like, if I think about MySpace, right, 
mm. MySpace, before <laughs> Facebook, MySpace. Yeah. When we were using MySpace, we were around like, what, like 14 or something, yeah. maybe 13, 14 years old. And you would just find other people that were that age, people that were in your class. And there was no one on there that was really older it was kind of like a thing for your generation to communicate. Mm. And in a in a in a time in your life where it's very difficult to talk to other people, like you're going through puberty and all these things are happening at school and so and so said this and this and this and this. And you can have this almost escape, but you're able to talk to those people that you yeah. like or that you're friends and you can talk to them in a way that doesn't involve like I don't know like a social pressure I guess mm. you're just sitting comfortably in your own house uh, but the point is that it feels very young minded to do that to sit in your house and tap 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 away type mm. in to your friends which I would do for hours at, you know like on MSN remember MSN anyone yeah precisely <laughs> messenger I mean... like it wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, how are you? Da, 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 da. It would be a whole conversation yeah. and you'd be on there for like ages. And it's like you just spent all day with these people at school. How come that we're speaking to them? So then Instagram was like, Facebook is sort of for everybody. Everyone has Facebook. And then Instagram was more like, um, I thought was more like meant to be focused on photography or art or like, you know, it was like Facebook, but sharing pictures. Yeah. But TikTok for me is like the MySpace of this generation because it's almost like, and I feel awkward. I would feel awkward being on that because I, I know how many young people use it. And I'm just like, oh, that's just not for me. Like, I don't need to be on there. Mm. Like, what would I do? Like, I don't know. I don't. Like, where do I fit into that whole space? Yeah, because because the target audience as well, like, I just feel would be kind of, it's young, you know. And I think it's a bit of a scary place as well because the videos are so quick (laughs) and the influence that you have on on younger people too, I like, that is a big responsibility. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit scary, especially with all the dancing. Like, I've I've never downloaded TikTok. I don't even know how it works, but I, like, I see people talk about it or show videos or whatever. And from what I've seen, like, the it can be quite, like, the young people can be quite sexualized. Mm. And I feel very awkward about that. Yeah. Like, I would rather not be, be on TikTok. Life, yeah. yeah, because I, it's not for me Mm. is how I feel I feel like that app was targeted at younger people Um, yeah I think you've said that perfectly really I don't don't know what else is on there there's probably like cooking video like probably everyone will end up on there just like in Instagram or anything else yeah Um, I think you're right I think it feels like um, there are several boats or buses that people can kind of filter onto or queue up for and the TikTok bus is not going where we <laughs> should be going mm. or usually go. Do you know what I mean? It does feel a generation removed mm. from where we should be a part of. 
and so there's this kind of like I feel angry by it and I don't really know why like it's not harming me in any particular way it might be harming younger kids I don't know who knows I think it's a bit scary Mm. I think it's a bit scary I've heard that some of the comments on the videos and things can be quite damaging they're like quite negative or there's a lot of like trolling Mm. or harassing on there yeah um, I don't know how much there is to protect the younger people that are using the app. And when you are that age, like if I think back to MySpace, like you think that you are old enough to like do those things or like talk to different people. And it's and like... And that you can withstand yeah. that level of pressure too. I mean, and, and back then when it was new for us, mm-hmm. it wasn't even on the... the a level that's comparable to what it is now. Mm. Like the social media universe is just, it's everything, isn't it? It's like mm. a daily occurrence that so, almost everyone is involved in in some way, shape or form. For us, I think it's it was... a lot of uh, pressure, you know, like... Yeah. If I, if I imagine when we went to school, it'd be like, you've got to make sure that, you know, you're wearing the right clothes or, like, your hair looks okay or because you would get bullied or picked on or Mm. the slightest thing, like, allowed, like, opened you up to be bullied. So it was, like, this constant pressure of feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this too different because, you know, this will happen, you know, like, you'll get bullied or whatever. So, but having that online permanently Mm. for people to ridicule and take and do what they want with and keep it to to show and shame you or whatever. It's just, it's very scary. Yeah, I, think I think it's very scary. Young kids in particular, they have, they have a lot of pressure these days for, mm. with those kind of areas, don't they? So, and it's just, it's not just like, it's not just like, I think I had like what, like foundation and like a bit of eyeliner was what I had to battle with at school. Mm. But now, like with all the all these videos and all these things like makeup and hair tutorials and all the trends and things it's just so much to think about the bar is is impossibly high mm, and and i think too about like if you hadn't watched a certain tv show or a certain movie or or you knew about a certain band or or like or a song or whatever, it would be like a big thing. It's like, oh my god, how come you don't know who that is? You don't know, yeah. What do you do? Do you live under a rock? Like, and mm. it was always like a, like a thing if you'd never seen or heard of something that Not someone else. Was, thing. Yeah, like, so imagine that, but on like a way. Yeah, turned up to two hundred. Yeah, because on TikTok too, there's like famous younger people mm. and then they have to learn about all their lives and what they're up to. And if they don't know, it's like, oh, how don't you know? I think it's amazing how, you know, the the music generation, whereas before you would have, like the music industry was split off, you would have recording artists and that's what they did. Yeah. Occasionally they'd branch off into acting or something like that. But now the social media universe creates the future music industry stars too. Yeah. The fact that those two worlds have collided is just like, it's quite like, I don't know who are probably many of the most popular musicians and, and artists of the younger generation now. And that's or where because, they came from. Or where they came from. They might yeah. be from TikTok. They might be from Instagram, YouTube. I don't know. Mm. Um, 
it's amazing how that kind of thing has completely snowballed. And it, and it's it's good that they have this like easy, not easy, it's not easy, but this like um, it's an opportunity, an opportunity it? that yeah. people can see them. But it is flooded with people, and then. Yeah. You know, it's it's very difficult. Then it's even more difficult for them, probably than when it, it becomes was. so diluted that it's almost mm-hmm. you <laughs> you get rid of the opportunity, don't you? It's, and yeah. then it becomes very um, it's so normal that it's not special mm. anymore. Yeah, but most impossible. Um, I guess that's all to do with change and stuff. It's just it's a strange thing to think about. You know, I always wonder why it makes me angry mm. or it irritates me. Um, I was I curious think, what you thought. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it's difficult because like you want you want kids to be kids. I think yeah, you want them to go outside and enjoy their life and enjoy being a kid because mm. they grow up so fast. But when you are a kid, you think that you need to grow up fast, and you think that those things are important, like TikTok and what goes on on TikTok is important. But actually, what you're doing is kind of wasting so much of your time just on your phone. Yeah. And it's that I think that's what angers you probably too is like watching people just like I waste not waste but I spend a lot of time like watching YouTube and things like that and um, like even I do it as an adult but mm. imagine if you were a child of that gen- of this generation it's very difficult to because if you don't keep up to date with it you'll probably get bullied for that. Yeah, you'd fall no. behind in the same way that you would if you'd missed out on the movie or the TV show, mm. like of our generation. Right? And then it's like, well, I couldn't, wa- I couldn't go on TikTok last night because my mom wouldn't let me. Yeah, perfect. Like that's probably the new, like, mm. I wasn't allowed on the computer last night because I was grounded or whatever. Yeah, you know? I guess so. My time on my mobile phone was limited because I'm only allowed to go on for X amount of time or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. very difficult. Interesting, very nonetheless. Difficult. Yeah. Um, Talking of change, yes, I want to talk about some on a more light-hearted note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some sweets and candy for the, all you American viewers out there that disappeared, particularly from the UK, and I wanted to see what you thought of them. So, you, we, everyone knows celebrations, right? I know you have celebrations in the US, but we always used to have boxes of assorted chocolates that mm-hmm. we called celebrations. Mm-hmm. And every Christmas you would... Be like Maltesers, Galaxies. Yeah, Milky Way. Yeah. All those kind of things. Twix or whatever. Did you ever notice that the Galaxy Truffle disappeared? No, I don't think I noticed. I love the Galaxy Truffle. Really? I thought it was the best one. And it was in shortest supply of the whole box. Oh, I didn't like there them. Was to- you didn't like them? It was really rich. Oh, that's I what I liked about the them. caramel one, the so Galaxy never caramel. Liked that one. Mm. There was always loads of them, loads of Snickers, mm. um, Bounty. There's tons of Bounties. Love Bounty. Celebration. Uh, I think celebration. yeah. I think you might be. Because of minority. Yeah, though. I do. Yeah. Wow. I don't think anybody, anybody liked the Galaxy truffle. I would. Truffle. I would pick out the truffles. Wow. And be surprised that there was only like five in the box. Uh, truffles are really. Um, they're, they're, they're an acquired sweet, taste because it's like a chocolate and then if you, like, inside is also like a thick, moussey chocolate and it's thick and it's oh, usually great. dark chocolate, so it's very rich. I think that's why I liked it. But it's quite bitter to a child, I think. Yeah. Like, it's a bitter, it feels bitter. I guess bitter. so. Anyway, I think that's a shame that they were axed from Celebrations Box. There we go. I was in the minority, apparently. <laughs> I think you were. Uh, Diet Coke with lemon. I've got a problem with Diet Coke. 
I think Diet Coke tastes like rear end. I don't, I don't like Diet Coke at all. I think there is a significant difference in taste between that and regular Coke. Before we lived here, I honestly hardly ever drank any pop, yeah. any Coke or anything like that. I hardly ever drank it. But here, because they have the vending machines, which are constantly advertising yeah. Coca-Cola, and often they're like 100 yen, which is like, I don't know what, like 80, 60p. Yeah. For like a little can. Um also, the cans are a different shape here. I've never noticed that. They are, yeah. In Japan, they're like the long, thin, cylindrical ones. ones yeah. But in the UK, they're like the small. I've never noticed that. Yeah, they're totally different. Wow. I prefer the cylindrical, uh, the longer cylindrical I do. I, ones. I like they're, the they're, Japan scale. It's nicer one. in your hand. It's not so big and bulky in your hand. I agree. But I reckon I'll drink Coke a lot more when I go back. But anyway, what I was going to say is that since I came here, then I started noticing that Diet Coke and Pepsi and Coke tasted different. Mm. But I didn't drink it enough to notice before. So what about Coke? Do you know when they're infused with lemon or lime or something? I don't remember that, honestly. I never really drank it that much. I remember the lemon one. That was quite that was quite nice. They have a lemon one here that I've seen before. See, They've I've tried that. Lemon and, and that Coke. was... The old one used to taste like you know when you get a lemon on the side of your glass. Does mm. that even happen anymore? I don't know. But used to that, that used to happen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was a nice little tang. Mm. Um, this one was it was a synthetic kind of additive. Uh, yeah, and it just it was not very nice. Anyway, that doesn't exist anymore apparently. White chocolate Maltesers. How do you feel? How do you feel about white chocolate in general? I, white chocolate used to be my favourite actually. It used to be my favourite yeah. when I was younger. Like I always loved the Milky Milky Bar, Milky Way, whatever it's called, and <laughs> and I also really liked Milky Buttons. Are they on Milky Milky Bar Kid Buttons? Can't well, the, the there was the bar, wasn't there? Which was the white chocolate bar. No, I like the buttons. The buttons. Yeah, oh, yeah. so good. They were so good. I was never a fan. And I like like um, Jazzles. You know, the white chocolate jazzles. <laughs> jazzles. Love yeah. those. I forgot. No, I completely forgot about those. They're so good. But then um, as I got older, I think it was too sweet and I started to like dark chocolate. See, now I would actively choose dark chocolate almost every single time. Mm. But I remember at Easter, I would always ask for a white chocolate egg. How about a cabbage cream egg? No. Ooh, no. Ooh, no. No. Really? No, I'd I'd be quite happy if they, I never ate one of those ever again. Whoa, Jody's dropping the like, bombshell right like there. I do not like them. I have very sensitive teeth, actually. I used to like them. <laughs> like everything else. Although I'd always get to the end of one and be feel so sick because they were they were yeah, so yeah, sweet. It's too much. It's too much. If the chocolate on the outside was thinner, I think I would like it more. Yeah. It's too thick. It always amazes me how much like an egg it actually looked like. Yeah, considering it was cool. uh, I used to like the cream chocolate. inside but not the chocolate on the outside mm. I just don't know what it I can was. see why people didn't like them how about Cadbury snaps did you have any of them Cadbury snaps oh they're like the, oh yeah yeah I like those wafer covered uh, sorry chocolate like, covered wafer they thing. like crisps they're like Pringles but chocolate mm. and also they don't taste like there's no savouriness inside I, would, I wouldn't choose that over a chocolate though no nor me you know what I mean I actually you know what I don't think I ever tried a snap Cadbury snap. I saw them, mm. but I never tried them. Oh, nice. They were nice. Uh, let's see what we got. I like Kit Kat it. Senses. You remember oh, those? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me look at the These picture. ones. Oh, no. 
I don't remember those, do you? I kind of remember the advert, I think. I remember Kit Kat must have gone through more variations than any chocolate like yeah. in the world, besides es- Cadbury's probably. Especially here, they have so many different flavours. Yeah, every flavour and just like shape and size and my god. <laughs> try getting a any of the nation besides the UK to say Worcestershire sauce twiglets. Do you remember Twiglets. those? Twiglets, yeah. I hated Twiglets. I thought they were just... What? They were the worst tasting crisp How can you like Twiglets? They just had this bitter Yeah, they were. They were like vinegary, weren't they? I love Worcestershire sauce, but... Um, twiglets. Oh, my no, God. No, sorry, you can keep your Twiglets. Oh, so, just to interrupt you. So, yesterday we had some Cheetos. Cheetos, yeah. And... I've never really, I don't think I've ever seen Cheetos in the UK, but I know that they were very popular in America because we see it on TV shows and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like our knickknacks. Knickknacks, yeah. Knickknacks. And yesterday it was really bothering me because I couldn't remember the name of the one flavour that was really, really nice. And it's nice and spicy. <laughs> nice and spicy. This one, knickknacks, nice and spicy. I remember ribbon saucy, but ribbon the best saucy. one, nice and spicy, was I think the best one. What was the sour cream one? There was like a sour cream yeah, flavour too. Yeah, I never too. liked that one. That was not my. Uh, that was my least favourite one. It was like something in lemon shrimp, scamp shrimp. What is it? Oh yeah, there was. It was uh, some kind of seafood, wasn't it? Scampy. Because we always used to have prawn cocktail flavour crisps. Scampi and lemon, I think it is. I can't yeah, really see. It looks right. like they've changed the packaging though, Jack. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I guess they go through different variations, don't they? Like this. Looks like it's like this now. Oh. that. Why do they look so much older now? They look more retro now than they ever did. Well, oh, that might be the South African one. Oh, okay. Because it says South Africa on it. Yeah. Because apparently they have them in South Africa too, which I found out today. I found that quite surprising, but Me there too, you go. but I think they, they might be a little different if I type in UK. Do you remember, you know the company Extra oh, who made... I um, knickknacks. Sorry, I'm so obsessed with the knickknacks. They made like mouth freshening, like mints and stuff. Extra. Do you remember that? Who, sorry? <laughs> extra, the company Extra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Do you remember thin ice sheets? Yes. So you get the little plastic box with the unclip thing you'd unclip, and then you yeah. take out a single sheet, put it on your tongue. Yeah. And then your mouth would feel all silky for ages and weird. Yes. And full of mint. Yes. And it was excessively minty. Yeah, it was excessively minty. That was such a novelty, having that those really sheets was. of mint. <laughs> also, uh, what's it? Oh, what's it? What's it are the best, or... They're like cheese puffs, I guess, in, in America. Yeah, they, that's exactly what they oh, were. Oh, my God, I'd love a what's it right now. Did you like Bird and Matthew's Turkey Twizzlers? Bird and Matthew? No, but, I never ate How about Turkey Dinosaurs? When I was really little, yeah, oh. I had Turkey Dinosaurs, yeah. I would, I would murder a Turkey Dinosaur right now. <laughs> 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 it sounds so funny. We do have some very f- funny names for food. In the UK. One that I realised today was squirty cream. <laughs> so I didn't realise that was a weird thing until recently. No, we just have it, don't we? You have a bit of cake. Do you want some squirty cream on your cake? For some reason, uh, American folks seem to think it's a strange name. <laughs> it's like canned cream, but what you would call whipped cream, I guess. Yeah, it's like pressurised, isn't it? And then you 
you press but the button. It's like, squirting. <gasps> what? What, what do you want to call it? It's squirty cream. I mean, it just squirts out. It's just squirting cream. What's the? I seem deal? to think there's something disgusting about that name. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember Campinos? No. You don't remember Campinos? Show me a picture. You, can you find them though? Because I'll lose this page otherwise. Campinos. Red and white. Red and white board sweets. And they were strawberry and yogurt flavour. Oh, yeah. And they had another one. Yeah. It was like an orange colour and Love white. Love those. Campinos. Crack out the Campinos. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I loved they those. They were really nice. They don't have them anymore. Nope. <gasps> they oh were discontinued in the early 2000s. Orange, orange one they had as well. They, apparently there were loads of Facebook pages and online petitions to try and <laughs> bring them back. Oh, I love Campinos. Yeah. Mid-2000s, mm. they were axed. And they had orange and cream as well. There you go, Campinos. I used to like Campinos. Oh. They're a bit like Werther's original, but strawberry and cream. Oh, the Push Pop. No. Legendary. No. This in, is in sweet circles in the UK. Stupid thing. Look, the push pop was brilliant. You got your flip pop, which is like a, a circular lollipop that you just flip out of this cool little like plastic device. And then you got your push pop, which is like fling, fling out. Great. It's stupid. It wasn't stupid, it was brilliant. It's stupid. And they still sell them in Japan. Yeah, we saw them. No, we saw the. The drop ones. A juicy drop, drop pop. Juicy drop pop. Yeah. I know they were very popular and in America. And I saw a big well. baby bop. I, li- I used to like big them. Big baby pop, big, yeah. Big baby pop. Big baby pop. I used to like those. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, apparently they disappeared in 2004. Yeah. The old push pop, whatever variation of it there was. Oh, big baby pop. I like I the ones that had... It had like sweets inside it. Oh my god, I totally forgot about this one. Do you remember these, Joe? What? Cadbury's Astros. Astros. Do you remember these bad boys? No. You don't remember them? No. These candy coated chocolate pebbles resembled Smarties with the addition of a crumbly biscuit centre. Oh, yes. They were. Oh. Yes, that was so good. Cadbury's, what are you doing? Bring back Astros. Well, they're not owned, are they, by. Oh. You can still get now. them in South Africa. Really? See, South Africa's where it's at, apparently, for the candy. I need to go there and... Uh... Terry's chocolate... Ter- Terry's white chocolate orange. I'm sorry, yeah, I think no. that sounds like an abomination. No, I remember having that a few times. I wasn't... You cannot me. take the Terry's chocolate orange and just turn it into something better. Dark it's already chocolate. good enough. Okay, maybe, you know, That's dark good, because dark orange. chocolate orange, what a combo. But... White mm, chocolate, not... Ugh. No. No, sorry, you... you you're getting that wrong. Yeah, no. This is what I tried to tell you about ages ago. Burton's Potato Puffs. Burton's Potato Puffs? So the company was Burton's. They did loads of other ones, like um, um, like a fish and chip one and uh, bacon bits crisp. Oh! But they also had potato puffs. Show me, show me, show me. Uh, can, again, can you look on there? What am I looking for? Burton's potato potato puffs. puffs. Yeah, they had like big bloated text, like they looked puffy. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. They were my favourite snack. Favourite crisp. Think I, I honestly don't think I ever ate them, Jack. So the sudden disappearance of Burton's potato puffs around 2009 left consumers heartbroken. I was one of those oh, heartbroken consumers. Oh, Jack! Many fans continue to search for the crisp, which came in ready salted cheese and onion and salt and vinegar. Um, Quavers. They're gone. 
No, I don't think I ever had those, Jack. I, I used to eat quavers a lot and um Yeah, we had we had quavers snaps. a lot too. Do you remember snaps? Snaps, I remember. Were they the crocodile um, yeah, character? Had like, yeah. They were pretty good. And do you know what I really liked? Pom bears. Oh, pom bears were good. Love pom bears. Pom bears were very nice indeed. Uh, no one's going to be able to know what we're talking about, Jack. I don't think this is a great if you, segment. If you don't know what they are, go and just type them in. Have Cheese a look. Cheese and onion pom bears were my jam. Cheese and onion pom bears? Yeah. I don't remember seeing those as often as I, I saw the, um, the the plain flavour. Oh, cheese and onion. <laughs> Love cheese and onion. That's the one thing. So, cheese and onion and, um, excuse me. Pom bear. Salt and vinegar. They were our... It looks like the Haribo bear. Standard flavours, weren't they? But getting them in Japan. We've only found one type of crisp that vaguely resembles salt and vinegar. I used to hate salt and vinegar when I was a kid. I was like, ooh, no, salt and vinegar. Now I'd... Really? I'd, now I'd pay for them. I honestly <laughs> loved... supposed to steal them. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every flavour. Just crisps are great, aren't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, that was our segment on change. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, should we end today's podcast there? Yes, I think that's a good time to bring it to a close. Okie doke. Thank you once again for joining us for this week's uh, new episode of Our Weird Life. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Our Weird Life Pod. Um, become part of the Owl Commune Twitty. Yes. Uh, Jody. Yeah. Do you have any revelatory statements? Um, do I have any revelationary statements? <laughs> um, Would you like a little moment to think about it? Yeah. Okay. Give you a moment to think about it. Do you have something to say? Uh, Just basically to anyone who's listening now, if the best way you can support us really is to uh, recommend us to just one other person who you think might be, you know, interested in our weekly ramblings about (laughs) life in Japan and, you know, all the the sweets that we miss from our childhood, all that really relevant stuff. Um, It's been really good to see the the growth of the channel and particularly in the past last six months. It's it's going in directions I didn't expect it to, but yeah. Yay. Thank you for being one of those people if you support the channel. Support us in our endeavours, yeah. We do very much appreciate it. (laughs) Jodie. Yes. What you got for me? So, um, just don't take stuff for granted. That's what I want to say. Just right. don't take stuff for granted because, um, you know, one day you might not have it and it could be the simplest thing, mm-hmm. you know, like heating <laughs> yeah. in our scenario. <laughs> we'll never, ever take that for granted again. No. Um, but also just like people too and just, just things in your life. I think it's good every now and again to be like, you know, like I got soap in my eye today and I was like moaning about it all day, but really... It doesn't matter, does it? It no. really doesn't matter. No, I suppose I'm, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. I'm so just like. being silly, you know, I'm having a joke and a laugh, but... Um, having a giraffe. Having a giraffe, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah. I think it's nice to just sit down and look, look at your life every now and again and be like, I'm very, very lucky and very grateful. Look how much stuff I do have, mm-hmm. regardless of the stuff that you don't. Yeah. Because that stuff don't matter. No. Right, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> let's end it there okay 
Uh, yeah, we have we release new episodes every Sunday at six pm Japan Standard Time. Join us next week for a brand new episode. Have Take a good care. week. Bye. Bye bye.